Listen, guys, a fabulous young crop oh, of guys. I mean, you know, I think we gotta look elsewhere. We've gotta look for the divine. And under the, the current structure. Fluid type football, main fisting. What about the extra monies? When I hear this, guys, it just makes me sick. Male GAA, they're, they're just completely genderfied right now. They're, they're so mainstream, it's disgusting. They need to go back, you know, they need to yeah. become a bit more hipster. They need I to think. go back to their gender fluid ways in 96. Oh yeah, I'm Barry Moran and you're listening to Mayo Are Back. Howie lads, Con Mort here, Mayo Are Back. Look at guys, you're listening to one of the best podcasts I've ever heard. It's Mayo Are Back. Angelina Nugent speaking, just wanted to say, uh, Mayo Are Back. Hello, this is Kim Jong-un, and welcome to the Mayo Are Back podcast. How do? Pope Francis here. Mayo Are Back. Mayo Are Fucking Back. Let them say what they like about Mayo people, but Mayo supporters are the best supporters in the world. Mayo Are Back. Mayo folks and it's a very big how do to all the Mayo are back loyalists all the Mayo are back listeners right around the globe you're listening to season seven episode five it's an absolute pleasure to be here with the Connacht championship right on our doorstep you're listening to myself tj and my old dancing partner fat larry is beside me fat larry how do how do tj how do to everybody at home uh, it's great to be back tj uh, it's been all of 20 minutes since i recorded a podcast with you we've gone back to back we've recorded two podcasts in one sitting all to be aired in the same week these are really really heady times for mayo followers tj when you have this level of really really unwell content being thrown at them you know from every angle they're literally being covered in it this week uh, and for good reason of course it's it's not every day you have two big clashes coming so close back to back our attention has quickly turned from the Galway League final to the Roscommon Connacht quarter final which will be taking place this Sunday at 4pm in Park Sean Elvery McHale Hastings Elvery's Park in Castlebar um, and as always it promises to be a red raw affair when Mayo and Roscommon come head to head that's right, Fat Larry, and it is taking place on Easter Sunday and there will be, you know, a real strong relation with, there'll be an animalistic spirit in the air. You know, the Mayo fans, they might be enjoying a little bit of Easter lamb with mint sauce in the afternoon before the game, while their Roscommon counterparts will be having sex with sheep on the mm, side of the road as they correct. make their way down to Mikhail Park. And we would welcome plenty of that because, you know, they are up there with some of the most inbred county you would ever face in a match. And they will really put us to the pin of our collar tomorrow if we don't have our boots tied on properly and our socks pulled up they could ask some stern questions of us but we're really going to delve into this game in a tremendous amount of detail over the course of the podcast today Fat Larry but I know you said that you wanted to cast your mind back before we got stuck into the meat and two veg of this affair. Definitely, TJ. It's, it's certainly something we do quite well here. We always spend a lot of our time looking within ourselves and looking back. Uh, and I just, I suppose I wanted to go on the record and tell the listeners that since the recording of the Galway Review podcast, the National League final podcast in 
a, a truly professional fashion I decided after recording that I was actually going to take a look back and watch the game and you know I suppose I don't regret it I don't regret coming on here talking about the game uh, having not seen it or known anything about it because I don't feel that would be serving the listeners of this podcast particularly well TJ I don't feel like it's in any of the inbreds best interests here to be listening to us talk about actual games they're so fucked as it is that really us talking about the game itself even more would be, you know, it would be dangerous. So I suppose for ourselves here today now, we're going to talk about the Roscommon game in a little bit of detail. I suppose you're not going to get too much detail because, of course, the game is going to happen. And sure, how the fuck are we supposed to know what's going to happen on Sunday? But what we'll do is we'll set the scene and we will uh, have a bit of fun while we're doing it. And hopefully this podcast now will pass a half an hour, 45 minutes or so for all of the inbreds before uh, for Sunday's game. We should also know, TJ, we have some lovely uh, fan content again in this podcast. We've been getting sent in some really nice stuff over the last few weeks. Well, we cannot wait to show our stuff to the listeners over the course of this podcast. And hopefully we will be back next week in fine, victorious form, celebrating a great win over our nearest rivals. Now, it's been a whirlwind couple of weeks as a Mayo fan. We're really riding the wave of Mayo euphoria at the moment. And managing that can be difficult. Mm. We've had a couple of Mayo fans get in touch with us where it's getting a little bit too much for them. You know, they're just struggling with their Mayo fever. It's at a very high rate, considering it's so early in the season. We've been put up on a little bit of a pedestal now as All-Ireland Stra Alliance National Stra Picture League champions. We head into the Connacht Championship undoubtedly as favourites having beaten both Galway and Roscommon so far this year. So the question is, can we keep it going? It's going to be hard for us, but can we keep thrusting away throughout this Connacht Championship right the way through into the Sugar 8s, right through the way into the back end of the Sam Maguire Championship, Fatlari? It's a very interesting question, TJ. I suppose I, I've been listening to a lot of uh, a lot of different gurus, uh, strength and conditioning experts and sex therapists and uh, faith healers and whatnot over the past couple of weeks. And a lot of things that they would be saying, TJ, and the experts out there would be, you know, making the point that it would be very hard for Mayo to keep this sort of erect form going uh, all the way through the summer. I mean, if you to set up this this championship for the listeners out there who might not be aware we're playing this year under a new set of championship structures um you know i suppose in essence it's it's the same shite really uh, you know the counties are going to play their provincial championships and then they're going to play off in a sort of an all ireland sugar eight style format which ultimately tj is nothing to do with player welfare or anything like that it's all to do with making as much money as physically possible for Jim Gavin uh, AIG John Costello uh, Jason Sherlock and so on um, Kieran Whelan of course as well will will he will benefit massively from these extra games that we're playing this year as well and that's that's the most important thing but listen look if Mayo were to go and win the All-Ireland TJ essentially what we're going to have to do and I have researched this they were going to have to win three games in Connacht, followed by a Sugar 8 group comprising of three games, followed by a semi-final and a final. So if my maths is correct on that, we'll have to win 11 games to win the All-Ireland this year. You know, Mayo have been quite uh, hard. They've been playing hard, practicing hard and training hard and been quite hard myself watching them as well over the past couple of weeks. Can we keep that going, TJ, in your opinion, in through the months of April, May, June and ultimately into July. Do you think this Mayo team needs a little bit of a break in the meantime? 
this is one of the suggestions that's been suggested in some quarters that if we tactically tanked, as it were, against Roscommon, we'd find ourselves out of the Connacht Championship, we'd have three or four weeks to play with ourselves mm. rather than having to come up against Galway down in Salt Hill. And then the mighty, mighty challenge that would be the winners of Sligo, Leitrim, New York and London mm. who would be coming to Mikhail Park for a Connacht final, potentially. Would we rather go down the, the trusted route or would we rather, you know, sneak in around the back door? One man who was always known for his backdoor special approach was Stephen Rockford, yeah. who is part of the management team again this year. He's in the setup. Could he be in Kevin McShay's ear telling him all about the benefits of that going through the backdoor system? Or will Kevin McShay want to keep a direct penetration going through the Connacht Championship? Because as we know, we are the All-Ireland League champions. We are the All-Ireland FGB League champions. And we are the All-Ireland Sligo Masters Mindspace champions after winning that game on the 2nd of January. So we've won every competition we've entered. And I think winning breeds more winning. And yeah. in, in fact, it inbreeds it as well. Because within the camp, the amount of winning that's been done by this Mayo team will just... I think it'll it'll flow onto the pitch. And we'll look for that in terms of our display against Roscommon mm. out tomorrow. Real gender fluid stuff. Real transitional play from the back to the front. You know, over and back across the pitch and within the lines. That sort of attitude, I think, is something we'll have to look out for. Yeah, it's definitely it's a decision that Mayo Manager Kevin McShay is going to have to make. He's come to a fork in the road, a junction in the road, you could say. Mm. And at this particular junction in the podcast, again, as we mentioned at the top of the show, we would like to take this opportunity to sincerely thank the the sponsors of this podcast, the Junction Bar and Restaurant below there in Ballina. I suppose, you know, we could learn a lot from the Junction Restaurant Um TJ as a supporters group and I'm sure the Mayo management team will have been looking for a lot of inspiration from the Junction restaurant uh, during the week. What way are we going to turn at the Junction is the point I'm trying to get across TJ. Are we going to put the head down and go straight through the Junction? Go the direct route, go into a Go in through the try and win a Connacht title essentially, and try and keep that going. Um, you know, I would probably class that to the, the you know maybe the stir fries on the menu, maybe the carvery dinner that's offered down there in the uh, in the Junction Bar and Restaurant. Or are we going to take the the scenic route? Are we going to turn left and maybe go down that that weirder route? You know, that kind of comprises of the vegan options and the the vegetarian uh, dinners that they have to offer down there at the Junction restaurant. Really, the choices are endless. Um, you get far more choice down the Junction now, TJ, than, than Kevin McShay has. You know, he has to decide, you know, are we going to go the direct route or are we going to take the scenic route through the back door? Personally, I'd like to see Mayo keep the head down, keep the foot to the floor, book, um, you know, and plough on, plough on and beat Roscommon and as we said before the league final you can't beat the likes of Galway and Roscommon often enough and you can't hammer them by enough points so hopefully that is the route that we go down Here, here. well that's the official party line from Mayo are back folks you heard it here first we believe that Mayo should try and win the game on Sunday mm. and in the future when we play Galway we believe that we should try and win that game as well I know it's a controversial opinion not everyone would agree with us but that's why we're here shooting from the hip we've always called it as we've seen it yeah, there's no other way we could call it other than that now yeah. We want to take a closer look at some of the gorgeous footballers that will be on display at the weekend because our own manger Kevin McShay has no problem going into the national media mm. and calling these young fellas fabulous. 
gorgeous. I believe he said Mayo Gajo at the end of an interview after the league final. His passion for Mayo is very, very strong. Yeah. Ever since he um, transferred back from being a Roscommon man there for three or four years, we forget about that, he seems to just have Mayo juices pumping through his veins at all times. And one man in particular that he's zoning in on is a crusty, or should I say, a crispy young footballer by the name of Conor Loftus. Now, there'll be a lot of listeners out there who won't know much about Conor Loftus. It is, of course, his debut season. But would you like to set the scene for them a little bit, Fat Larry? Just with a, paint a little bit of a picture for us. Yeah, well, I suppose Conor Loftus, uh, TJ, is one of these guys who's... He, he's definitely new on the scene. You know, he's a, he's a guy who's, who's really featuring in the Mayo Senior starting 15 for the first time this year. He's been in and around the panel for the last number of years. Uh, but he's quite young and inexperienced and the metric I would use TJ to to distinguish between an old experienced Mayo player and a young up and coming player was were they present in Ballyhane Clubhouse in September 2015 when Pat Holmes and Noel Kennelly um, were ousted as Mayo Mangers and I suppose during the week TJ I, I suppose a lot of us fans, players, pundits, whatever you want to call us, we're all kind of, we're all thinking about the game 24-7. A lot of us can't get our minds off the off the game at mm-hmm. all. And, it, you know, it has a great effect on our personal and professional lives outside of, uh, outside of football. But that's just the way it goes. Um, I found it really hard to shake, TJ, the, the idea that Mayo are, are going into McHale Park this Sunday um, playing Roscommon, I think back to Jesus Christ on oh. a week like this. Okay. And I automatically then think of Homeli and I think of the way that they were, were crucified so cruelly out in Ballyhane all those many years ago. Um, you know, you think of the Last Supper that they held with some of the guys who voted for them. You think of the, uh, the, the, the shameful way that they were, you know, marched around Castlebar, marched into McHale Park carrying uh, a cross. Or pulling Danny Kirby's uh, Ford Fiesta, I think, was what they were pulling on the night. Um, and it's it just for me, TJ. I suppose I know Mayo. It, it, we we call this a new Mayo team, and it's a new era and whatever. But you know, it's it's hard to not think about that. And that for me, that for me, that's overshadowing the game in a big, big way um, coming up this week. And, and I suppose it's. It may be unfair to get back to your original question. Unfair to blame Conor Loftus for that. Um, you know, he's playing in the number six position this year and it's a new role for him. Um, but he's definitely working really hard to clean up the, the, the shit fest of a, of a disaster that he walked into uh, after Homeli were sacked. Now, I hope I'm not being, you know, speaking out of turn here, Fatai, but you did say to me off the record that Conroy Loftus, there was... Kind of, there was a lot of different positions you'd like to try him out in. Uh, reverse doggy style. Mm. There was a few different ones, and none of them were at centre back. But it's Kevin McShay's visionary leadership that found a position for him at centre back and said, "We'll stick him in there, and we let him lord it from there." Yeah. And from that position, he's just been smashing. He's been striking. He's been an absolutely gorgeously crispy young fella. And let's hope he has the snack, snap crackle, and pop to yeah, uh, put his Russ Gorman counterpart to the sword now on Sunday. Yeah. And other footballers like that that we will have to mention. Your Tommy Cumroy's coming in off the bench, coming in at ferocious speed. Ball carriers. Rodney, Rodney, Rodney O'Donoghue up mm. there in the full forward line. 
these sort of guys are going to have a really, really big role against Roscommon, against the Razzies. Mm. Because mm. you know the Razzies, they like to behave themselves at football matches and they mm-hmm. like having manners at football matches. Mm-hmm. I suppose one of the reasons for that is they don't win very many football matches, so they need to have their manners about them or else they could get an awful hiding altogether. They will, and you know, I suppose one thing this Mayo team is, is synonymous for is the, you know, their ability to roughhouse teams and to, to get down and dirty and to get right up in the, in the face of opposition. And you know, Roscommon, traditionally, TJ, have, have not liked that element of it. They're, they're more of a, a soft, cuddly approach. Um, you know they 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 like it sort of they like to have it loving um and sort of they like you know to kind of to be caressed by the opposition and whatnot whereas you know Mayo are very flexible TJ in a range of different positions okay you know they they can really mix it up they can play the rough stuff they can they can play it fancy um and they can you know they can do it down and dirty as well we've seen them come through the back door as well uh, in the past uh any which way this Mayo team wants to approach it, they can do it. Um, but no, look at TJ, Roscommon, I mean, you know, we're, 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 we're big fans of Roscommon here at Mayo or back in our own uh, sort of perverted, inverted sort of a way. Uh, I know we got TJ some really top class quality fan footage uh, sent into us, which I know we might have coming up very very shortly myself and yourself will need to take a bit of a break to go off and manifest ourselves um, would you like to shed some light on that for the for the listeners at home I would Fatler I would and we better get our spoke out in front of this story now in case it comes back to bite us in the ass but I know if you anyone was watching the, the late late show last night they would have seen uh, Paddy Joe from Roscommon really the figurehead really the only good thing about Roscommon I can think of is Paddy Joe He's an iconic GA fan. He's a barber. He comes from County Roscommon. For those of you who don't know, he loves his county. He loves Roscommon more than anyone can love anything, as far as I can see. And look, to be honest, since day one on this podcast, we have been as big a fan of him yeah. as we have of Mayo. Now, it's conflicting. We don't agree with everything that he says, but we do, in many ways, absolutely love him. And if you can go all the way back to season one, episode one, Who's the photo that we chose to have on the podcast for that episode? It was Paddy Joe. And our feelings have not changed in season seven. So, look, listen, we love Paddy Joe. It's hurtful for us that we have to give him the rod now this Sunday. We have to, you know, we have to really put him to the sword, as it were, in a McCabe Park. He will be hurt now by that result. But if we meet him on the day, we would love to, you know, have a pint with him, have a little chat with him hear about some of his famous Roscommon stories. But without further ado now, we're going to play this little audio bed. And yeah, I suppose we just left to leave it up to you, the, the inbred listenership, the Mayor back loyalists. You ultimately will decide what you make of this. But this is a ballad to Paddy Joe. Folly and the Razzies, there's nothing like it. Nothing compares to being a Razzie. One of the greatest footballers of all time. Brilliant. Brilliant. Two pints. Two pints. You'd nearly put the you'd nearly put them all into a mixed grill. 
I love traffic jams. And I love having manners at football matches. The best is yet to come for Paddy Joe and the Rossies and all of us. Now that was our little ode to Paddy Joe and I have to say we love it and thank you very much for Father Sean Michael O'Neill that sent in that little clip for us. I thought it was absolutely fabulous. What did you make Fat Larry? Oh absolutely it was completely cracked. Um, You know we didn't ask for it he just sent it out of the goodness of his own heart no doubt put in a couple of hours to get that uh, up to the standard that you hear there but no absolutely brilliant and as you said to TJ there before the, uh, the voice recording was played I suppose this podcast it might not have started only for a famous little Midwest segment that we listened to all those many years ago uh, featuring the great Paddy Joe. Um, he's not a Mayo inbred, but he is an inbred in an, in essence, TJ. And I think, it, I suppose it just shows that, you know, inbredness, it, it crosses county lines and it crosses continents um, and it, w- w- once it really beds into you, it's very hard to uh, escape it. So look at as you said there, we'll be disappointed for Paddy Joe that we have to send him out of Castlebar uh, with his tail between his legs. But as he said on the Late Late Show last night, his favourite place to go watch football matches in the whole country is Castlebar, uh, despite the fact that they never win there too often. Uh, you know... He famously said, TJ, he was the man who kicked the point to last a thousand years. Uh, and I know in that video, he, he did say that the Hyde Park was his favourite venue in the whole country to go and watch football matches in. Um, but look, we'll take it on this occasion. Absolutely. And look, we'll extend that hand of friendship to many of the Rossies now when we see them on Sunday. It's kind of would remind you of the, the fall McDonough, what he used to say, we'll have a few pints with you first and we'll slap you in the face afterwards. That'll be my approach to it. But we know well that this is a game that will not be won or lost within the white lines of the pitch. It won't have anything to do with the management. Basically, this game is going to come down to the fans. Yeah. And how should the fans be approaching this? This game will be won in the stands. It'll be won in the pubs in and around the town. And it'll be won on the roads out of the town afterwards yeah. the game is finished. This is the key areas that we need to target as fans. So I'd say get in early. Get your pints. Maybe have a little uh, rain jacket in with you. I think there could be a bit of bad weather promised. Yeah. Practical advice. I don't think you'll ever get anything here uh, on this particular this particular show. Uh, but definitely, yeah, the weather is promised to be wet. Uh, I suppose as a little health warning to Mayo supporters out there, uh, you know it's going to be slippy and slidey on the pitch. Uh, you're going to see some Mayo players out there. They're going to be fumbling the ball. They're going to be slipping and falling all over each other. There's going to be lads lying on top of each other. Uh, it's going to be, you know, wet in more ways than one, I'd say, TJ. Um, the weather will definitely add to the to that kind of feverish atmosphere. We think back to 19 as well and that slippery that slippery night that, that uh, Mayo let, the, let, let it slip through their hands on that particular occasion. I, th- I, heard, I heard an inbred say uh, that, you know, Mayo have lost to Roscommon after each of the league finals they've won uh, in, in our history. So, 
you know, I'm not one for facts or statistics here, but I did find that one quite interesting. Thank you very much for that wonderful insight, Fat Larry. You really have done your homework, and I can see from the, the vast amount of notes that you brought, which you prepared for today's programme, that you really, really do take this job as seriously as it deserves to be taken. Now, one of the main aspects of this job is to turn the focus to you, the common inbred that listens to it. And you've been getting in touch literally in your droves. The telephone machine was blowing up at the sound of all the messages that were coming in. We have a mixture of opinions, questions, comments and general thoughts. And we're going to work our way down through them now because this podcast is nothing else other than, you know, it's an unwellness podcast and it it owes it to you, the fans, to bring you upon this little Mayo journey as we go and to, you know... Let's 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 talk about things now at the moment. So we asked you to manifest yourselves with your thoughts and questions about the Rossies. Mm. And straight away we had a former Mayo underage starlet asking us, Are the cuckoos still singing in Raskaman? Or did the tar melt them all? A fame another famous quote, TJ, I suppose it's not just ourselves who are big fans of Paddy Joe. The the supporters uh, at large, you know, obviously hold Paddy Joe in very high esteem. Um I think I was pointed out, I was flicking through the questions there. Another inbred did rightly point out that the, the, the cuckoo mightn't be singing this early in the year and the temperatures might not be warm enough to melt the tire yet. Uh so you know, it's it's a, it's a new structure, it's a new season. Um you know, I suppose for Roscommon's point of view, they'll be hoping that it might give them a better chance. But personally, I don't see it. I don't see it, TJ. I, I, I personally think it's going to be a routine walk in the park for Mayo this Sunday now. I think we're just we're on a different level to the Rossies, unfortunately, for Paddy Joe. Now, in terms of mind games, one man has suggested instead of doing fireworks outside their hotel room at 3am, we will leave sheep bleating. And they will be unable to control their Roscommon urges. That is a very interesting suggestion. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to it. Any little area where you can seek to make those marginal gains, the one or two percent, you know, those little improvements that you need to make as inter-county footballers. If that's something that could help the Mayo cause, yeah, why not? I think absolutely go for it. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's 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 a uh, fine margins, TJ. And uh, you know, I do love that though, the 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 sentiment of Mayo supporters and the that kind of atmosphere that exists between Mayo and Roscommon supporters it's it's quite funny really you know it's a, I would say it's a sort of a healthy enough kind of a rivalry it's more of a an inbred rivalry I'd say it's more of a a rivalry built on pity I suppose we we pity them in a way um you know ourselves in Galway would have definitely gone toe to toe on occasion but I suppose you could kind of say Roscommon are the poor relation of Mayo um, you know they're a little bit more inbred than ourselves I suppose the fact that they don't have a coastline always uh, that always has an effect you know I'd always be very wary of inbreds coming from from uh, landlocked counties there's a lot of weird stuff happens in those places it must be the the lack of a tide or the moon or whatever I don't know what it is but uh, no for sure I think it's uh, it's a fun rivalry I suppose it's fun for ourselves TJ because we always fucking beat them um, but uh, no it's a good rivalry nonetheless definitely Fat Larry and it's one of those where you know if Mayo do well it seems like Galway and Roscommon tend to do quite well as well a strong Connacht you know it, 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 the strong waves rises all the boats yeah. but it reminds me of do you know you, you, you want to go somewhere and okay you can go but you need to bring your inbred cousin with you you say oh I don't really yeah. want to bring them they're kind of annoying but they're not the worst 
sure we'll bring them along that's Roscommon to me yeah and I could, wouldn't be surprised whether we win lose or draw now this weekend that we would face them again before the end of the championship is yeah. out whether that be in the sugary eights or even an All-Ireland quarter-final preliminary stage or even in the All-Ireland final itself Lord knows who knows yeah. but I'm that's not the sentiment echoed by all Mayo supporters there's a couple of young gentlemen here in the teleprompters one of them says Roscommon fuck them Another fella says Roscommon are shite. And a young man called Jack says Roscommon are scum of the earth. I think maybe they could have echoed their sediments a little bit too far in some quarters there. But look, if that's your opinion, if you're one of those type of salty Mayo supporters, we understand your... Yeah, definitely. And look, here at Mayo, we're back... For, for, for listeners who might be shocked at some of the sentiments that we're reading out here, I suppose we live in quite a we live in quite a benign world now, TJ, where everything Ooh. is quite censored and everything, you know, is, mm. is proofread and, you know, edited and all of the bad language is taken out and all of the uh, the slightly controversial comments that might upset some people out there might be taken out. I know that's generally what happens at all of the other podcasts that are out there covering Mayo GA but not us no fuck them no as I, we always had that fuck you mentality here at Mayo or back we say things as it is we ask for the listeners opinions and those opinions will be shared loud and clear and for sure the 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 sentiments of, of Mayo supporters and and the the attitudes that they have towards our Roscommon neighbours are you know they're 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 manifested loud loud and clear I suppose it must be the fact TJ that we have to pass through the feckin' place so much. We can't get out into the open world. Like if you want to, if you're sitting in Castle Bar and you want to go and you want to go and and see the fucking the Northern Lights, or you want to go and ride polar bears below in the Arctic, you still have to drive through Oscommon Yeah. To get to Dublin Airport, which French is the, Park, Tulsa, Strokes Town. It's the prick of it, I suppose. Oh, it's an absolute disaster. Now, one man whose sediments I would like to echo before I've even said them, he thinks that Roscommon will be on the receiving end of a devastating how-do at the weekend. Yeah. And we have always Fierce. been big proponents of how-do to end the hoodoo. And we have this, you know, 75-year wait or whatever we're hanging around for at this stage. But we want to say how-do to that. Yeah. We want to say how-do to all of the finals that have gone by over the last 20 or 30 years. And we're saying how-do to a new era. A new era of fresh young Mayo players whose mental state is as so far yet untouched by defeat. We need to keep that trainer rolling all the way this season. I think we've never had a better chance. No, for sure. There's, there's players in that Mayo team, TJ, who are quite lucky. They've only been lucky enough to lose four All-Ireland finals at this point in, this point in their career. Um... You know, you think of poor Conor Loftus in an instance like this, you know, he's making his first year, I suppose, starting in the Mayo senior team and he already has uh, four All-Ireland losers rings on his hand, you know. But then you look at guys like, uh, you know, your Jack Carneys and your um, your your Johnny Cash's, um, Hugh McHugh, these young fellas, they haven't experienced the hurt. Uh, me and you, TJ, have been hurt in a very different way. Um but but as of yet, these guys are are, are fresh and they're they're you know they're they, they've got that sense of joy and wonder in their eyes. You can see them out there. They're the, the enthusiasm that they have, the way they're going up, patting each other on the bum and hugging each other after they win. It's great to see. It's really nice to see, and it makes for great photos in the weeks after games as well. Um, but I suppose to just to temper that a small bit, TJ. I know I I said this to you off the record and. 
I would like to take this opportunity to repeat it now to everyone on the record. One thing that we've always done here, TJ, we've always held everybody to account. You know, we were always very, very... Uh, you know, we stood up to the, the corruption in the GA and the corruption that uh, brought about by AIG and the Dirty Dubs over mm-hmm. the years. Um, and we always had a go at other counties, but we always, you know, were well able to have a go at our own. And I suppose for some of the younger Mayo are back uh, listeners out there and the younger Mayo players for that matter as well. You know, we just like to remind them that they need to keep doing their stuff because if they stop showing their stuff we've always been fairly quick to turn on some of our own and just for the little you know i suppose a little message out there just to keep behaving yourselves you know keep uh, keep performing on the field and if that happens you know the mayor back lads will will we won't touch you we won't uh, we won't make any nice little memes about you or we won't, won't make up any little stories but just a warning there and i think tj that should serve as motivation enough to this mayo team now just to keep this this winning run going because well, if, if, you know if we were to have another ballyhane 2015 style situation come about you know that's not going to go well for anybody if they didn't want to win already i'm sure that stark warning from fat larry will have definitely put them in their place I do think you're right, Fat Larry, especially these younger guys, Sam Callahan, Robert Tuhi, these sorts of chaps, they're totally untapped. They've untapped potential. Mm. And when you compare them to the likes of myself and yourself, we're totally tapped in the head at this stage. Yeah. All the losses and all the hurt that we've been through, we're off our absolute nuts at this stage. And that will be clear to all the listeners. And the day one followers and the may we're back loyalists, they'll be absolutely off their nuts as well. They're totally unwell. Yeah. They're totally half-baked. They're fully inbred at this stage of the year already. And that should motivate the players as well, TJ. I mean, if there's a young Mayo player sitting there listening to this podcast and they're saying, well, what will happen to me if I don't win an All-Ireland? Or what happens to me if we don't achieve our goals? Well, you're going to end up like myself and TJ here, uh, lads. And that's, you know, for uh, particularly for young Mayo players... You don't want that. That's motivation enough now to, to pull the finger out and, and, and get this thing done. Or you're going to end up completely, f- I don't know, flittered, you could call it, like myself and TJ here. And the other inbreds that were on here who are too unwell to even come on the airwaves anymore. We used to have nine or ten guys coming on podcasting here. Some of those guys are in in all kinds of different uh, medical situations at the moment. And we're the last two, I suppose, that are able to even get a word out coherently. So from that point of view, TJ, I think these words, I hope now, will be ringing in the Mayo players' ears as they sit in the changing room before the game. I've no doubt they'll be listening to it on the team bus. And I assume the Roscommon players will be listening to it as well. I know we have a lot of uh, a lot of fans of the Mayo back page also happen to be uh, Roscommon senior footballers for whatever reason that might be. But uh, look, at, I hope it's going to be a good game. And as we approach the end of the introduction, I suppose I would probably like to give my prediction now maybe as to how the game will go. Oh. And I think, uh, yeah, I, I think now... Mayo, Mayo are back, TJ, in my opinion. I think we're back now and, and that will be very evident to anyone who goes to the game the next day now. They'll see exactly what I mean on Sunday. The devil is in the detail, Fat Larry, and this podcast goes into exceptionally 
exceptionally high levels of detail when it comes to this kind of thing. And we have not come unprepared today. We have come with our Mayo team sheets, which are fresh off the press. And we would commend the GAA and Kevin McShay and all involved for getting those team sheets out in such rapid time, a couple of days before the game. Now, we expect there to be about 19 changes made to it on the day. But as it stands, we see a totally unchanged side, apart from one change. Sam Callaghan is gone and Hugh McHugh has come in to fill his boots. We have Brian Mc- O'Brien, O'Brien from Ballad McBrien coming back in in the fullback spot. And I really expect him to hopefully have a great game. The creeping goal, who was absolutely tremendous last week. We covered him in great detail in the last podcast. But he's not necessarily starting, but he is basically the name that's on everybody's tongue and lips at the moment and that is our cock and how he's going to match up against Roscommon's cocks for me it's a battle of the cocks this Sunday who is going to be the sharpest shooter I think our Killian with his experience he is of course the greatest marksman the GA has ever seen a true marquee of a forward mm. I think if we could pitch that little tent up around the 45 or the 21 for the last 30-40 minutes the next day and if we can you know pay great attention to their Connor Cox the, the Kerry man who they transferred in if we can you know rough get in the rough and tumble stuff with him and not give it to him all his own way I think it could be really the making and the breaking of this game in, in my opinion yeah, I think it's a huge, uh, it's a huge battle, TJ. Two two marquee forwards. Um, I suppose it's the team that has the most erect cock at six o'clock on Sunday. Whoever's cock is more erect at that stage will probably be advancing on to the Connex semi final. Uh, I suppose the cock that's a bit limp will they'll limp out of the the Connex championship and will be heading for a long a long break. It's a long break, TJ. Like it's six weeks of. Six weeks of playing with yourself. Um, of course, what I mean by that is the teams will be playing in-house training sessions. A versus B. But they'll be playing with themselves behind closed doors. And you don't really know what sort of stage you're going to be in coming out of that. I think six weeks of playing against yourself, it can go two ways for you, TJ. It can it can prove a very uh, beneficial, worthwhile experience or you'll end up, I suppose, coming back in half-cooked and half-baked come the the all ireland series um so i suppose the it, it's something for the this as i said there earlier in the show for the the, the strength conditioning gurus and the sex therapists to uh to, to see what is the best solution now fat larry we have taken an awful lot of your time today to get you into the studio and to record this i suppose it's time now to open up the curtains to pull our trousers back on and yeah. tie up our belts and might be that stage now alright head back into what you would describe as normal society now it's never that normal in Mayo and Championship Weekend and we might venture out around the county town this evening just to see is there any Roscommon fans down sampling up the atmosphere and you know it'll be great fun and there will be great a great occasion on the day. It will be really, I think, a very special equation for both sets of fans. Yeah. Mayo fans, Roscommon fans and the players. It really is going to be one of those amazing equations. A really, really special equation. It is, yeah. And it's not every day you get two very inbred supporters groups together in a very, I suppose, what is essentially, TJ, a mecca of inbreeding, which is uh, Park Elvery's Sean McHale uh, Park in Castlebar. Uh, it's going to be a melting pot of all classes of individuals. You're going to see different 
different things that will probably be etched in your mind for weeks and weeks to come. Uh, you'll hear things. I'm, I'm sure there'll be a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of roaring coming from inbreds on the terraces. You know, I'd say there'll be a lot of Mayo supporters there who probably, like myself, haven't attended a single league game all year, uh, who are going to be coming with that old kind of fuck you, Matthew approach that we would have seen before, you know, when Mayo start playing the ball laterally across the field and whatnot. So you can expect a lot of that. You can expect a lot of uh, short term memory loss, I'd say. I'd say a lot of Mayo supporters will be very quick to turn on the Mayo team and Kevin McShay if we go out and lose to Roscommon despite the fact that we won the National League last weekend um, but it's just going to be a great occasion and I, I think, think that can be yeah. channeled in the right way Fat Larry I like to hear Mayo fans losing their absolute minds in the stand behind yeah. you I like to hear the odd Mayo fan losing the plot uh, you know over something totally innocuous that happens on the field but one thing we will come out and put our foot down about and we're very serious about this we stand with our county board and say that Young lads acting the maggot now on Sunday. There should be the greatest punishment possible dished out to them. Yeah. Because the stewards being verbally assaulted, physically assaulted. I don't want to say the next thing that I was going to say because I hope it hasn't happened yet and I hope it doesn't happen on Sunday. But I just think everyone needs to mind their manners and channel their inner Paddy Joe and have manners at this football match. Yeah. And don't be running out into the pitch pulling Mayo players and pulling yourself all the yeah. way, drawn on jerseys with permanent markers and robbing footballs. There's a kind of a delinquent element to this young Mayo fan base. And for want of a better word, I think this should be all put down. Yeah. Well, we'll look at TJ if they're, if they're going to go out and, and uh, I suppose, damage the grassroots themselves. You know, the county board, in essence, will have to inflict their own uh, their own harm on the grassroots themselves. Um, but, you know, it, it, it pisses me off to the back teeth of my arse, TJ, when mm. I think of these young lads going out and molesting Mayo players after games. Um, you know, I, I've molested Mayo players for many years, TJ, um, but... I always went about it in a slightly more uh, caring, uh, sort of a, a more appropriate way, I would say. The way these Mayo players now are being molested after games is is shameful. You know, it's uh, coming up behind them and tugging the shorts off them when they're not looking. Um, it's not right. And not getting consent, TJ, I think, to molest the players. It's, it's, you know, we live in a world now where, you know, you can't, you can't be at that kind of shit. So I hope these little... Uh, these little delinquent Mayo supporters now listen to the, the strong sentiments of the county board or risk being put down themselves. And if you see them yourself, listeners, you may just whisper into their ears, you better have a bit of manners now today. Yeah. Because, you know, there's some of them are there unattended. They have no, no adults watching them and they could be liable to do feckin' anything. So if you get a hold of them, grab them by the scruff and say, you'd want to watch your manners, young man. That's what I'll be doing anyways, right from the get-go on Sunday. Yeah. Valerie, have we said it all? Have we covered everything? I think we have, TJ, yeah. And I think uh, it's been definitely a, a fruitful experience. It's been well worthwhile. I think it's been a, it was a good choice that myself and yourself made to get in the studio here. I think a lot of inbreds are going to benefit greatly from what we've discussed uh, this evening. As always, I'd like to thank you for your company. Uh, thank you for your insights and thank you for your 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 your, uh, your your knowledge and experience, which you are all too willing to impart on the Mayo supporters. Um, you know, we saw some of your famous famous five minute monologues in full force this evening, and I think it was a real treat. 
Um, and I think it definitely whets the appetite nicely now as we look forward to what is the start of what I firmly believe, TJ, as being a year where Mayo are going to end the 69 plus four year wait for the Sam Maguire Cup. And on that note, all I have to say is Mayo do do do. Well, we know. And uh, just in relation to, to, to the two of you, you're, you're in as a, as a 50-50 joint managership, would that be correct? At the end of the day, you know, it's not about what you say before you go out. Uh, it's just about going out and making sure they're ready when the ball's thrown in at 3.30. We have um, a very, very experienced group of players who have great leaders among them, you know what I mean, right throughout the pitch or whatever, so, you know, it's not about messages before the players go out on the pitch because, you know, they're, as I've said all along, they're an experienced group of players. At the end of the day, you know, it's not about what you say before you go out.